I saw a meme once that said, who knew the hardest part of being an adult would be figuring out what to cook for dinner every night for the rest of your life. Hey mom, what's for dinner? Hey babe, what are we having for dinner tonight? And my own thoughts sound like, well, what are we having for dinner tonight? And wait, why is everyone asking me? I don't know what we're having for dinner tonight. Do you know what we're having for dinner tonight? What would you like to have for dinner tonight? I don't know. Well, I guess it's time to get in the car. We're going to In-N-Out. Or would you rather have Chick-fil-A? Because in my world, they're right next door to each other. We get to pick. Better yet, how about the infamous run to Chipotle? You've been there. I've been there. I may even be there sometime next week or in a month from now. But I'm not when I follow my meal planning system. It's episode eight, the menu board meal planning system for busy moms. Easy dinner ideas and simple weeknight meal times the whole family will love. Do you know what you're cooking for dinner tonight? Do you know what you're feeding your family? Do you know what you're feeding yourself? You may be cooking dinner right now with your earbuds in. And so maybe you do know what you're having for dinner tonight. But do you know what you're having for dinner tomorrow night and the next night and the night after that? Moms typically are the ones that know what's going on for dinner. In previous episodes, I've talked about how we are the ones that most of the time maintain the schedule. And even if we're not the ones that are cooking, we still probably are the ones that know what everyone's going to be eating. And when we don't know what everyone's going to be eating because we don't have a plan in place, we haven't thought about it, and we're just winging it, we either feed ourselves really crappy food we feed our children really crappy food, or we do something a bit more responsible and we go to the closest grocery store at 4.30, 5.30, and we grab a few things to make for dinner, and then we come home and we cook it, and now it is extremely late and everyone's getting into bed late just because we didn't have a plan in place for dinner. I had so many nights where I was stressed and dinner was late, people were hungry, Everything that I wanted to get accomplished for the evening time went out the window because all I was trying to do was get dinner on the table. Getting dinner on the table seems to be this chore, this horrible task that no one wants to do at the end of every single day because either we're exhausted and the dinner that we have planned is going to take so much time, kids are hungry, nagging us, we're hungry ourselves, the day has been long, we're ready for it to be over. And then at the end of this huge ordeal, we've got a mess of a kitchen, everyone needs to get to bed, and we have a day that's going to start all over again the next day. Simplifying this process and making it something that everyone enjoys is the root of why I developed this system in the first place. I was spending hours, hours, you guys, I was spending hours trying to figure out How can I make this better? And I am so excited to tell you that I have found a system that is that is working wonderfully for us. Everyone in my family loves this system. I love this system. It has made my life so much easier. I'm no longer scrambling every single day. When I plan my meals on the weekends, it's not taking me an hour, it takes me maybe 20 minutes. I am thrilled to go through this with you, so let's dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me, and this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less 
overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, I'm going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's feed our families without feeling like we're going to lose our minds. (laughs) I remember sitting on Pinterest for hours, like every weekend when it came time to, oh, I need to go to the grocery store. I had no idea what I needed to buy. It started out with me going into the kitchen and looking at everything that we had and trying to make meals out of that and then looking at, well, what do you like? What do you want to eat for dinner this week? What do you want to eat for dinner this week? Well, we just had this last week. Wait, what did we have last week? Well, mm, how much time do I feel like cooking this week? And what can we get? Well, and then by that time, I was like, oh, maybe I'll look into Pinterest. So I look into Pinterest. I see what other people are doing. I do all of that. I put down a couple meal ideas. Then I got to figure out like, what do I actually need to buy? And then I have to make a grocery list. And after I make a grocery list, it's like, okay, now it's time to go to the grocery store. And I've already spent at least an hour and I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. I'm done thinking about this. It's my weekend. I don't want to be spending all this time. So then sometimes I would actually get to the grocery store and I would do it. And then I'd come home and i put all the groceries away And then I'm supposed to like prep food so that cooking it during the week doesn't take forever. But I'm already two hours, maybe almost three hours into this whole feeding my family thing. And I don't, last thing I want to do is spend another hour or two prepping food for the week. I don't want to cut up snacks for my kids. I don't want to cut my vegetables so that I don't have to do all of my prepping before I do my cooking every night of the week. So then I'm just done. I put it all in there and the week starts. Sometimes I wouldn't even make it to the grocery store. And then the week starts, right? You start the week and you haven't gone to the grocery store. Let's just talk about setting yourself up for failure right there. I Maybe this wasn't even supposed to be part of this podcast, but I'm just going to say this right now. You need to get your grocery shopping done before your week starts. If you are looking to have a successful week, if you want your week to run smoothly, you need to have food in your fridge and you need to know what you're feeding your family before Monday starts. You have to. You can't go to the grocery store on Monday because then you're already setting yourself up to not have a good meal on Monday morning. Then you're already setting yourself up to start your week slightly underprepared for it. And little teeny tiny setbacks like that are what give you more opportunity to become derailed. So many of us have goals surrounding food, whether we want to feed ourselves better or we have a newfound food intolerance or food sensitivity, we want to lose weight, we want to gain muscle, we want to have more energy. Anything about that is related to grocery shopping. That's where we get our food, right? 
So make sure that you are doing your grocery shopping on the weekends. And then what you're going to grocery shop for and how you're going to put that in place is the system that I'm going to tell you about. So what are you going to learn today? What are we going to talk about? Today, I am going to tell you the three steps and everything that is included in setting up a menu board for your meal planning system. It's super straightforward. I'm going to give you those three steps, talk about where you can get the different items and what that's going to look like for you. I'm also going to tell you what you can do to make mealtime something that you actually look forward to. I'm also going to dive into some of the benefits that you and your whole family will reap when you utilize this meal planning system. And last but not least, I am going to talk about how you can handle picky eaters around your table. So stick around for that because it's going to be awesome. The first thing that you're going to want to do to implement the system is to make a list of all the meals that your family loves. So take a couple minutes one day, ask your kiddos what meals they really look forward to having at dinner, ask your husband, and then jot down your own ideas. See if there's any of them that are similar between everybody. You may have to shoot out a bunch of ideas to them if they can't come up with any on their own and they can just say yay or nay. Ask them, do you like chili? Do you like spaghetti? Do you like tacos? Do you like rice bowls? Do you like whatever insert meal that you typically like to cook? Once you have a list of all of the meals that your family loves, everyone likes them, you're going to put those down on an index card or meal cards. Your meal cards should be super informal to begin with. I just started out with an index card and I wrote down the name of the meal on the front of it. And on the back of it, I write down everything that is included, the ingredients for that meal. So on my menu card, if it says, if we're having nachos, if that's the meal, the front of the card says nachos. And on the back of it, it says tortilla chips, shredded cheese, ground turkey, black olives, black beans, cilantro, tomatoes, sour cream, etc. Right? And so every meal card will look like that. Once you have several meal cards that have your favorite meals on them, you're going to have a bunch of handwritten index cards. And that's what I started out with. And then I realized, hey, I really love things that are aesthetically pleasing. I like things to be designed well. I care about how my house is decorated and what it looks like. And so I designed meal cards that fit the decor of my home and in my kitchen. I have those meal cards up on my website and I linked them in the show notes. There are meal cards that are blank so you can hand write in on a designed meal card. There's also a few meal cards that are preloaded for you. They're the meals that I use that I like and it has the ingredients on them as well. I think right now I have a handful, maybe four or five preloaded meals on my website and I am about to put a whole nother batch up there as well. I will be getting those up this week and you can look forward to that. Make sure that when you go to the website and you download the meal cards that you use the coupon code meal plan cards. That way you can get them for free. <laughs> so the cards are completely free if you use the meal the code meal plan cards. Sometimes I have weeks where every single meal on my board is a printed card 
And then there are other weeks when we're trying out a new meal that I haven't printed yet. And so I will have a handwritten card on my board and a card that's printed. And as I go and as you go and you start to build your meal plan cards, your library or your bank of them, you will eventually phase out all of your handwritten cards or just keep handwritten cards forever. That totally is up to you. The point in this first step is that you get cards set up with meals that your family loves, the name of the meal on the front, and all of the ingredients that you need to make that meal on the back of the card. Okay, that was step number one. Step number two is to have some type of menu board, meaning all of your meal cards are going to be going on a menu board of sorts. On my blog, I have pictures of the meal board that I use specifically, and I have that linked in the show notes as well. If you want to look at it, you can do this in any way, shape, or form that you want. I have multiple links to where I purchased everything all in that same blog post. One of the things that I recommend people do if you don't have a formal board with clips that you can hang your meal cards is get magnetic clips that you can hang on your refrigerator. I personally have a board that hangs on the wall and I nailed in just really small nails and then I got clips that have little holes in them and they hang on those nails and then I just clip my card into the clip and it hangs there. So I have one for every single day of the week, Sunday through Saturday. And so there are seven meals hanging up there at any given moment. Every single week, I refresh that on Saturdays. I do all of my grocery shopping on Saturdays uh, after I've planned my meals. So step one was to have your cards made of meals that your whole family loves. Step two is to establish the board where you're going to keep your cards. So your menu board, it should be a space that is the same every single week. Everyone knows where to go to find the menu for what they're going to be eating in your house every single week. And the third step is to actually plan your meals. So as I was alluding to earlier on Saturdays, that's when I sit down and I do all the meal planning. I do that so that on Sundays we have a day of rest so that I'm not going to church and to the grocery store in one day. I found that to be utterly exhausting. If Saturdays are really busy, I get up first thing, first thing when the grocery store opens on Sunday morning and I am there and I'm back home in a hot flash. And that is like if I'm in a pinch and Saturday we had a lot going on because it was a special kind of weekend, but consistently most of the time, I'd say like 90% of the time, even more so than that, I think. I'm at the grocery store on Saturdays. I sit down and I open up my box where I keep all of my meal cards. I keep my meal cards in an old-fashioned recipe box. They fit in there perfectly. I got a really cute one from Magnolia. I'm obsessed with it. Anything that Joanna Gaines does, (laughs) I'm obsessed with. So I picked one of those up from Target and I keep all of my meal cards inside of my recipe box. So on Saturday, I open that up. I pick out five different meals and I hang them up. One of my meal cards says leftovers and the other one says dinner out. We typically 
grab dinner one night a week. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we eat in every single night of the week and we don't go out at all. So I hang up my cards and I look and make sure that every night of the week we have meals set aside that fit what we're doing. Um, if we have something going on one night of the week that is much later in the evening, I make sure that I have a meal that is quick set up for that night and that's it. The plan is completely set. On the back of every single card, it tells me what I need to be able to produce that meal and that is how I derive my shopping list. I simply just look at everything that I need to make that meal on the back of that card and I'm out the door, ready to go to the grocery store. So that's pretty straightforward, right? You need some cards, you need a place to hang your cards, and you need your favorite meals written down on the cards. And then every single week, you pick out the cards that you like and you hang them up on your board. Now, here's the fun part is how to actually make mealtime every single night something that you guys look forward to. The point of this system is to make it easy. Make mealtime easy, you guys. It shouldn't be complicated. So when when you have these meal cards set up and you're out the door, you're on the way to the grocery store, you've got your meals, you bring them home, and everyone knows what they're having for dinner every single night of the week, it is magical. People stop asking you, hey, what's for dinner? They just go up to the board and they can read it. You no longer are being called upon. It's just, I know it seems like, okay, so people don't have to ask me what's for dinner. But in my mind, the way that I see it, the more independent I can make my family members and the less dependent they are on me, the more that frees up me from constantly being drawn upon. And there's nothing wrong with me having a system in place that allows everyone in the family to be more independent. That's truly what I'm trying to teach my children anyway. And with this system, it allows my husband to support me and to support our kids and how and what we're eating every week. That has made it so much easier. When we talk about making dinner something that we all look forward to, the number one, the number one tip that I would tell you is to start dinner earlier. Start dinner earlier. In our house, dinner starts, like I'm in the kitchen and I start cooking dinner sometime between 3.30 and 4. 3.30 is a sweet spot, but most of the time I actually start at 4 o'clock. Um... Yesterday, I started dinner at 3.30, and when we were done, my husband and I were like, that was awesome. That was really, really awesome. So please consider pulling the time that you start dinner back by just 30 minutes. Getting into the kitchen to start dinner at 3.30 might not be realistic for you guys, and that's okay, but you could very easily pull your dinner back by 30 minutes. It helps set your the rest of your evening up for success. And next week's podcast is all going to be about 
bedtime and nighttime routines for the entire family. And this is where it starts. It starts by pulling dinner back earlier in the day so that you actually have a nighttime routine. We end our afternoons with dinner. We don't start our evenings with dinner, if that makes sense. We make sure that we have full bellies and that we are cleaned up and everything's done before we go into our nighttime routine. We have a very sacred space in the evenings that is not crowded with dinner. That is the number one way, the number one way that you can make mealtime something that everyone looks forward to. First and foremost, your children are hungry. My kids, if I do not get dinner on the table early enough, my kids are in the pantry. My two-year-old is like, mom, snack, snack. I want a snack. I need a snack, mom. Like she's walking around with a bag of chips in her hand. I'm like, oh my gosh, I waited too late to start dinner again. So people are, are going to want to eat even if you pull dinner back even earlier. I promise you. The other thing that you can do if pulling dinner back really early every single night of the week does not work for you because you have a lot going on, because you work later in the evening, you can establish one, just pick one day of the week. Even if it's a Saturday, that's okay. You can pick one day a week that you bring dinner back to where you are sitting and eating food on forks by five o'clock. Get yourself to the dinner table early. Just try and look at your calendar one day a week and establish a dinner time where you can all be together around the table and eating before it's nighttime, before you're into your nighttime routine. The other thing that I would say to do to make dinner easy and make it something that you can look forward to is give yourself permission to buy pre-cut vegetables. Give yourself permission to not cook from scratch every single day of the week. I remember when I was like, all right, fine. I'm buying pre-cut broccoli. I'm doing it. And I beat myself up about the packaging that it came in and all the extra plastics, yada, yada, yada for the longest time. And I compromised with myself. I was like, all right, you're not going to microwave them in the bag. You'll cook them, you'll steam them by yourself, but you're going to let someone else chop them for you. Okay? Agreed. So I had this conversation with myself and you can have it with yourself too. And I am giving you permission. It is okay, crunchy moms. It is okay for you to allow someone else to cut your vegetables. You know why? Because it's going to make you and all your children and everyone else in your house very happy. And a happy mom is a great thing. And I know that you are working as hard as I am to make sure that you are feeding yourself and your family free of dyes and preservatives and additives and the gluten and the wheat and the soy and the corn and the dairy and all the things. I get you, but it's okay if you let someone else help you. And if you don't have the money to hire a personal chef, guess what? Most grocery stores have vegetables that have already been cut for you. And if you don't have time to be prepping all your vegetables on your own, it's okay. Make this easy so that you look forward to doing it, right? And so many of my meals, actually, let me just be real. Almost all of my meals are 
cooked by someone in some Trader Joe's facility and then they freeze them (laughs) and then we eat them like that. And I do that because Trader Joe's is a brand that most of the time I can trust. I read what's in them. I make sure that it isn't full of preservatives, but I love that store with all of my heart because they're prepping meals that I can get into a pan. I can cook, I can heat, I can add fresh vegetables to, I can add a green to, and some avocado to it, and I put it on the table. And it didn't take me an hour and a half. It took me 20 minutes. That's why I look forward to it, because I'm not in the kitchen forever. The other thing that makes all of us look forward to mealtime is the involvement from every single person. We look forward to mealtime because everyone gets to be involved. Everyone knows what they're going to be eating and they got to help produce the meal cards. They get to look forward to what they're eating. They've been thinking about it all day. They know what they're going to get to enjoy. My youngest, she really loves helping me pull some of the things out of the pantry. My oldest daughter, she's in charge of getting the utensils out and she gets drinks. My husband has things that he helps with and everybody gets to be involved and it's a fun time even just for about 10 or 15 minutes at the very end as I'm plating food and we're getting it on the table where everyone is involved in the production of mealtime. Which leads me into the benefits. I told you that I was going to talk about how this system benefits your family and this absolutely is why. When everyone is involved, it benefits them greatly. The other benefit to using this system is that it allows you to establish healthy habits that the entire family can grow to depend on. So when you're including your family, your children are learning and you and your spouse are learning as well. When I have them in the kitchen with me, my daughter's learning how to use kid-friendly knives that I got off of Amazon and chop her own vegetables. And she's actually, she's seven and she's learning to use real knives now. And she's learning how we clean things and how to be sanitary. She's learning what pots and what pans you are used for certain things. She's learning safety in the kitchen, Um, you know, that we don't touch the cast iron because it's hot. And she's learning how to turn the oven on and which knob goes to which burner. She's really active with me in the kitchen and she absolutely loves it. I can't even tell you what the benefits are to our children when we involve them in the kitchen and we begin to teach them what it looks like to cook our own food, what it looks like to take produce from a raw state to a cooked state and talk to them about how that nourishes our body. It's an opportunity to teach you guys. Being in the kitchen with our kids can seem overwhelming, but even if you just take a few minutes and say, hey, will you grab the carrots out of the fridge for me? And can you grab the vegetable brush and will you brush them? I mean, they get to play in water. What kids don't love that? Sure, there's going to be a little bit of a mess, but as soon as they get done, you say, hey, there's a little bit of extra water from when you scrub the vegetables. Super fun and super hard. Will you grab the towel and will you clean that up? And that's it. They're done helping for the night. 
And it eventually grows from that. My two-year-old, of course, she's not helping a ton, but she does. I will ask her to go grab mom the bag of chips whenever we're having nachos. Can you grab the chips? Mom's cooking dinner. And she's just involved in that way. And sometimes I pick her up and I put her on the counter and I let her help me sort different things. And she's involved in the small ways that she can be. That way, whenever the food gets to the table, they're taking pride in what they produced. They helped make a meal. They're more likely to want to eat it that way, which is a good thing for all of us. The healthy habits that we are teaching our kids when, and even ourselves, you guys, when we make sure that we use a system every single night of the week that isn't exhausting us, when we have taken all of the guesswork out, the prep is already there, we don't have to think about it. It allows mental and physical energy for us to actually be present in cooking a meal that nourishes us instead of being so exhausted and not having any time and then just running out to fast food, which none of us want to be doing. None of us want to be running out to fast food. We hate it when we do it and we hate it when we get dinner on the table really late. So establishing this system, I, I, I know you guys can already see how it can be beneficial to you, but just know that one of the biggest side effects of doing this is that you are ingraining healthy habits around food in your own mind and your family's mind. The other huge benefit that I am obsessed with with this meal planning system is how my husband knows what's going on. He's so much more able to help me when the meals are set up and they're visual for him. If I'm out at work, he knows what needs to be cooked for dinner. And on the back of it, it says what's supposed to be in it. And he can literally just whip up dinner. I don't, I don't have to be the one that cooks dinner anymore. And with all the teaching that I'm doing with my seven-year-old on how to cook, in just a couple more years, that girl's going to be able to cook whatever is on the menu for that night too. It's, it is amazing, you guys. Here's the other awesome part. This is like light years beyond what I ever thought it would be. These meal cards, you can literally just take them off of your, when you, when you sit down and you plan on the weekends, you can just take them off of the clips and take the cards with you to the grocery store. And you just shop based on what's on the card. You don't really even have to make a list per se, but it's really cool for my husband too, because he can derive a shopping list based on the menu cards all by himself and then go to the grocery store and get it. And it's just never been his strong suit because he's always just taking care of himself. And when we got married, I already had a, my daughter and I was already shopping for, for us and for me. And so asking him to go to the grocery store just on a whim and feed what is now four people can seem like a monstrosity of a task, especially when we have food sensitivities and some pickiness within our eaters. It becomes really hard. But with this system, he's able to just say, okay, everyone likes these meals, right? And the ingredients of what we need to be able to cook it are all on the back. So you just take them and you go to the grocery store. So I would say that if nothing else, 
they're all really great benefits. But this one benefit of being able to keep him in the loop and make him um, feel super confident and being able to be a part of producing meals for our family. That's like my favorite. That's my favorite benefit of this entire system. All right. Let's talk about it. This is that extra special bonus part that I said, how to handle picky eaters. Oh, you guys, this is hard. This is hard. Picky eaters can be really, really trying. Um, I have a friend that has a super, super, super picky eater. And I also have friends that have children that have um, food allergies. And I myself have some serious food sensitivities. Dairy and gluten are pretty much out for me. I I can tolerate them, but if I fall off that bandwagon for too long, my autoimmune issues flare up pretty hardcore. So dairy and gluten are out, which means that, you know, it limits us in what we're able to eat. And they're just forget about feeding my children spicy food. Like it's just not happening. Like my oldest, I mean, it wasn't until like a year ago that she would even eat ketchup. (laughs) Like it's too spicy. It's too spicy. So, you know, all of our families have things that we have to work around. And that's why the very first part of this system is find meals that your entire family loves. And if you have three meals that your entire family loves, well, guess what you're eating every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then this is the key. You make those meals that your family loves over and over and over and over again. And once a week or even once a month, if if your picky eaters are legit, like they're the picky eater that gags themselves and makes themselves cry. Have you guys watched those YouTube videos? <laughs> Tell me. Just type in picky eaters, picky kid eaters or kids eating vegetables for the first time into YouTube, you're going to die. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. My kids aren't that bad, but they do have some serious preferences. So if you haven't watched those, just go and watch them. It's hilarious. And then what I want you to do after you've been eating the same meal over and over and over again, I want you to pick one new meal and add it in once a week, once a month. If you have serious, serious issues with this, just do it once a month or once every two weeks. Don't, don't bombard your picky eaters or your super, super picky husband with something random and new all the time. Just start doing it in a very slow progression. And I promise you, you will find a meal that's new that you can add in. And if the goal is just to get five meals that everyone loves. So you have one new meal every single night of the week, then do that. But I bet you, you could come up with five right now to start with. And then eventually you could grow that list to 10 so that you have two weeks, Monday through Friday that you can rotate through and you can interchange them and mix and match them. Having meals be exactly the same every night of the week is awesome. You just want to make sure that you're getting variety in so that you're nourishing yourself, obviously. With your picky eaters, give them food that they love most of the time. And then every once in a while, add in another meal that you could explore with. In our house, we have a saying that we try everything twice. And if we don't like it, then 
that's fine. They don't have to eat it anymore. And sometimes when we try that new meal, we make sure that in that new meal, there is at least one thing that we know everyone loves on that plate. We had a meal that we introduced that was what we call a sloppy potato. So it's a sweet potato and it's stuffed with, it's like a sloppy joe. We do a homemade sloppy joe mix and my oldest daughter does not like sauces at all. She doesn't like anything to be mixed together at all. Like lasagna, out of the question. We're, we're never eating lasagna. There's sauce and it's all mixed together. We can't eat lasagna in this house. <laughs> but the same thing goes with like this sloppy potato concept. My husband and I absolutely love it. It's a sweet potato and it's stuffed with a sloppy joe mix that we make with ground turkey. It's amazing. But we knew that my daughter was absolutely going to hate it. So what I did was because it was all mixed together. So when I introduced this new meal into the family, before... I mixed my sloppy joe mix in with my ground turkey. I set aside ground turkey and a plain sweet potato. And then we had our green side. And so she had a plain version of this meal. With picky eaters and with everyone in our house, we don't make special meals at all. We do not make a special meal that's catered to our children and their preferences. What we do is we make sure that the meal that we're giving them suits what they could potentially like. So I didn't make just like a special mac and cheese meal for my mac and cheese eater when we all wanted to have a sloppy joe meal. She got to eat a sweet potato and she got to eat ground turkey, but she didn't have to have it all mixed up and exactly how she wanted it on her plate. That is also how we handle my food sensitivities. If we're having a meal like hamburgers and I can't have wheat, I just don't have the bun. We all have the same meal every single night and whatever preference or whatever part of that meal someone does or doesn't like, we just adapt that meal to them in that way. Now, I want to talk about very young picky eaters like your toddlers. So, and especially for those of you that have very small children right now, this resource that I used with um, my kiddos, Baby Led Weaning, I cannot recommend it enough. So both of my kids are fabulous eaters. They're tremendous eaters. And I, I know that it's because of the Baby Led Weaning that I did. I let my children explore food from a very, very young age. They started exploring food as soon as they were ready. And there is a company called Feeding Littles that I have linked in the show notes. If you have young children, um, children that are transitioning off of um, formula or breast milk and they're going into solid foods, that's the time to start establishing how they are going to take to table food. And Feeding Littles is a company that gives you tremendous support and education and resources for picky eaters, for establishing good eating habits and healthy eating habits and safely transitioning into table food. I cannot recommend how amazing and incredible they are enough. They helped me so much. My two-year-old is a phenomenal eater. Does she have things that she does and doesn't like? Of course, we all do. But she is so open to exploring food and trying food. And I 
attribute all of it to the help and the information on baby Len weeding that I got from the company Feeding Littles. So look into that if you have little ones. And I would just say, don't give up. How you can make sure that your picky eaters are opening their minds is to be a good example to them. Try new things. Encourage your husband to try new things, which I know some of you guys are like, nope, nope, he's not going to do it. But you can encourage him gradually, ever so slightly, right? Everything is a progression and making a system for how you're going to feed your family can be daunting at first. But I promise if you take some notes on this podcast, reach out to me on Instagram if you have any questions and also go through my blog post on my meal planning system to get more information and resources. This is going to help tremendously. It's going to make you happy and everyone else happy. And it's going to make dinner time a breeze. It's going to simplify the process. It's going to take a lot off your plate, pun intended. <laughs> uh, sidebar, I told my husband last night that some of my friends think I'm funny. And he was like, oh, no, no way. I need to talk to these people. And I hope you guys think I'm funny because there seems to be some kind of disconnect between me and my husband in the funny department. So let's just keep this between me and you. We'll just be funny here on this podcast and we'll just leave it at that. And it's okay that he doesn't think I'm funny, right? I have puns. I have, I have funny things that I do and I'm glad that you guys are here and enjoying them. If you enjoy (laughs) my sense of humor and me, laughing at the thought of you thinking this is funny from my closet, then just come over to Instagram and tell me about it. Come be friends with me. Come hang out with me. I'm so ready to get to know you. Come and tell me what kind of meals you like. What things do you love to feed your family? I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite meals with you this week. Just giving you kind of the inside peek on what it looks like, um, what my meal cards look like, what my menu board looks like. I'm just going to be walking through it with you. So come over and chat with me. And also don't forget to go down and click on the show notes, get yourself some meal cards, check out my blog post, and let's meet back here next week when we talk about my nighttime routine. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.